How to stop feeling like an imposter. Imposter syndrome is the feeling that your achievements don't matter, that you only scrape by because of luck or by fooling others into believing you. You feel deep insecurity about your work and accomplishments and always are anxious that you'll be exposed as a fraud. While arrogance isn't good, I think imposter syndrome is far more prevalent than most of us realize. This is because the fear of being found out causes those who suffer from it to languish in silence. They don't want to admit their insecurities for fear that this may trigger the revelation of their true worthlessness for all to see. Imposter syndrome doesn't just strike those who are high achieving, but can hit people who have more modest success. It also seems to impact women at higher rates than men, which makes sense if you don't see yourself as fitting the stereotypical image of what a successful person looks like in your field. My own struggles with insecurity. So there's some irony in writing this post because rather than being brimming with self-confidence, this is definitely a feeling I struggle with daily. Indeed, I feel awkward writing about it and talking about it now because it's as if admitting my own insecurities might somehow bolster proof of my own inadequacy in the eyes of others. However, if I step back, I can notice a pattern in my own life. I start by looking at someone else who has achieved something. I will compare myself to such a person and imagine that they are successful while I'm not. And later, if I happen to reach the same benchmark, what I did now just feels trivial, and there's a new standard that needs to be reached if I can qualify as having accomplished something. Publicly, I've learned to suppress this instinct somewhat, but I find it dominates a lot of my private thoughts and feelings. So an example would be language learning. When I first started learning French, I was in awe of Benny Lewis and his ability to speak several languages. Later, when I did so for myself, the achievement no longer feels special, but simply trivial. Now my feeling is an anxiety that my level might not be good enough. While I would have been previously considered that holding extended conversations is definitely good enough for my purposes, now I felt like it was completely inadequate compared to complete fluency. I should be able to understand everything perfectly and speak without ever making a mistake. So this pattern of finding something special, reaching it, and then immediately discounting that as not being the true accomplishment is something I found pervasive in my own life. You know, maybe it's something that you've noticed in your own life as well. There's nothing wrong with setting harder goals. The problem with imposter syndrome is that you erase your own past progress by changing your standards to put it below what you consider to be successful. Why do successful people often feel like failures? To understand imposter syndrome, we need to look at what can cause it. This isn't an exhaustive list, but there are two big factors that can distort thinking about yourself. Factor one, achievements are objective yet feel relative. So let's start with the first factor, relative status. Intuitively, it's easy to step outside and take a bird's eye view of any field of achievement. From there, you can rank people on their overall level of success. So within a company, there's the entry level position, manager, vice president, and C-level executive. Academia has bachelors, masters, PhDs, professors, and prize-winning researchers. Athletics has regional, national, Olympic, and world record performers. However, in reality, we're much less sensitive to this absolute scale of excellence than we are to our relative position within it. As such, we see the rungs above us and below us in much greater detail and conscious awareness than those which are quite distant. 
For me, all the rungs of achievement much above me are far enough away that I can basically ignore them. So authors who are world famous, linguists who have mastered 40 languages, polymaths who are recognized for their brilliance in many subjects, these accomplishments are so beyond what I've expected and experienced that they don't cause me any anxiety that I haven't personally reached them. Insecurity comes from magnifying the levels just above you. However, I'm more aware of people who are slightly above me in rank. When it comes to topic expertise, therefore, I compare myself unfavorably to those who have studied subjects deeply in grad school. I compare myself to people who run quote-unquote real businesses with dozens of employees. I compare myself with people who speak a language I know fluently instead of my intermediate level. The problem is that once you go up one rank, the rank above you immediately snaps into view. When I went from running a solo business to a team, immediately that new accomplishment became the baseline and my comparison grew. If I were able to get a PhD in something, I'd immediately become aware of the difference I had with tenured professors or celebrated experts. Our relative status perception means that there's always a clearly defined rung above us and below us. Insecurity, therefore, can come from an overemphasized view of the rung above you rather than recognizing the rungs you've already climbed and the successes you've already surpassed. Where imposter syndrome differs from this is that it tends to make even the current rung seem untenable. The position you've reached was through luck, circumstance, or because others incorrectly perceived you to have done something impressive. Therefore, there's a constant fear that you'll slide back to earlier rungs or fall off the ladder altogether in a spectacular crash. Factor 2. Invisibility of insecurity. Another contributing factor to imposter syndrome is that you may not be aware that other people are experiencing it. The fact that others seem so confident, secure, and full of self-esteem may reinforce your belief of your own doubts being proof of your illegitimacy. When asked how many of their peers have had sex or how much alcohol they drink, college students grossly overestimate the promiscuity and partying of their peers. Everyone else, it seems, is having a raucous time and it's just you who's alone and boring. This overestimation seems to be from an availability heuristic. The people who seem to be having wild fun are highly visible, whereas those staying at home and studying are not. Therefore, we overestimate their occurrence. This may also lead to some depression, especially if you think having fun and going on lots of dates is an important goal in your student days. It feels like you're the only one being left out and thus your insecurities deepen. If you could see the reality, most people aren't getting laid and partying as much as you think, you'd probably feel more secure in yourself. Similarly, if you could enter into the private lives of many successful people and see how they struggle with their insecurities or worries, and that they may have reached levels of success that they feel exceeded their merit, you'd probably be reassured that your own feelings are normal. Yet confident people are highly visible, and those who struggle with doubts keep their mouth shut. Overcoming your imposter syndrome. I think the first step to overcoming your own insecurities is to realize how normal they actually are that much of the seeming confidence and bravado people display is really thinly covering up their own doubts about themselves. Once you see self-doubt and insecurity not as a unique disorder you exhibit, but something that impacts many people, it's a lot easier to get comfortable with those feelings. Another useful tip for me has been to read successful people's biographies. The reason is that you'd often be surprised how many extremely successful people have spent their whole lives grappling with intense doubt and insecurities. Famed poet Maya Angelou once wrote, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, 
uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everyone, and they're going to find me out. Next is to consciously adjust your fixation away from that rung of achievement ladder that's immediately in front of you. It may not be habitual, but focus on the rungs you've already climbed and the difficulties that came with them. This can avoid the temptation to write down your past achievements as being trivial and the ones in front of you as being the ones that truly matter. Finally, I would recommend taking a softer view when evaluating the works and accomplishments of others. Attack and criticize others constantly, and you'll end up attacking yourself. When you start exaggerating the flaws of others, your own will seem magnified as well. I don't know any bulletproof cure that will immediately fill you with a lasting confidence in yourself. I'm not sure if one existed, it would necessarily be a good idea to use it too often. But moderating your own tendency to discount your achievements and feel more comfortable in the position you've reached is something we can all aim for. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, please consider rating my show. It helps other people find it. For more episodes like this, please visit my website at scotthyoung.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-H-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Thank you.